You're listening to Illini Life Audio, messages from a community of Christian believers on the campus of University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. For more audio and video content, visit IlliniLife.org. Um, so anyway, if you don't see me around, I'm usually back in the kids' room, so that's usually where I'm at if you haven't seen me. So... Yes, I get to share a little bit of my story today, and since I only have five minutes-ish, I'm going to give you the flyover view and not give you my whole theology of loneliness. Um, So if you want to talk more about that, we can get coffee or tea if that's your thing. Um, Let's do that. But to let you know where I'm going, I'm going to touch on some seasons of loneliness in my life, some of my coping mechanisms, what God has spoke into those seasons, and where I'm at now. And I'm going to take a breath because I feel it. All right, so I can think of three seasons of loneliness in my life. Um, the first one was when I first came to college. I didn't actually go to U of I as an undergrad. I went down the road to Illinois State. Um, and I remember, like, getting there, and my mom and my sister dropped me off, and I was like, please leave. I'm at college. I want to be cool. Like, go home. And uh, then they left, and I was like, come back. <laughs> I don't know anybody. I'm from this super small town, and, like, the only person I knew was, like, this awkward, like, ex-boyfriend situation that I was, like, not about to talk to him. And... So I was, like, so lonely that I actually hated school for the first couple weeks. Um, I didn't have any friends, and I was too much of a goody-goody to, like, go to parties and drink, and um, that was awkward. Um, And I wasn't about to join a sorority because that just felt like too much girl drama that I didn't know how to handle. Um, So instead, I went to class, I went to the gym, and I joined the circus. True story. Um, We can talk more about that later. Um, And then our quad day at ICU was not before classes started. It was actually a couple weeks in. So I did what you all did, and I filled out a survey. Um, and a couple weeks later, somebody called me and was like, hey, you want to come to small group? It's at 9 o'clock, and you're going to get in my car and go off campus to some other person's house that you don't know. And I was like, all right. Because, um, you know, I was pretty desperate at this point. That sure, a random stranger I don't know taking me off campus at 9 o'clock to somebody else's house I don't know. Perfect. Um, but you guys know the story. You get involved, and you're like, this is the best. I love people. Um, I got connected. It's was the sister church to iLife, so it was pretty much the same thing. Um, I got involved. I didn't look back. Friends, boom, awesome. It was a rough start to college, but the Lord provided, um, and friends came pretty easily during this season. So then season number two, I graduated, and I moved to Champaign because I was married, or I was engaged at the time to Jonathan. And I had to start this whole making friend things thing over again. I didn't really give it too much thought because, well, God had provided friends before, so um, great. But what I didn't realize is that making friends as an adult um, is a little bit different than as a college student. Because, like, your dorm is, like, basically community served up on a silver platter. Like, people everywhere. We all have to eat at the same place at the same time and go to class. Um, But then you have to, like, go to work and be an adult. And, like, then you don't go to class and you don't all go to the same dorm and you don't just do it. And no one knew how cool and fun and awesome I was to hang out with. And there was a lot of engineers at the time. And that was really intimidating because I was not that smart. Um, Or I didn't understand what they were talking about half the time, let's be honest. Um, But Jonathan was on staff at the time, so I was like, okay, I'm going to be all in with him. So I threw myself into serving, and I was like, well, maybe, this is what I thought. I was like, maybe if I'm an awesome small group leader or this really cool event or this really cool thing, then someone will notice me and be like, wow, I want to be her best friend. Um, It didn't really work that way. Um, it turns out, and some of you may remember this if you were at the fall retreat uh, and heard my seminar, that I'm not super great with um, vulnerability and intimacy. I like to get this extroverted high by being around people, 
Um, but at the end of the day, I was still really lonely because I was hiding behind my acts of service. Um, I desperately wanted friends, but I was uncomfortable going deep and being vulnerable, so I hid behind busyness and the appearance of maturity because I could lead a small group and send some emails. And then, fast forward a lot of things, we moved to Memphis for a second time. Yes, a second time, but that's another story for another time. Uh, I was super excited about the move. God's going to be lining all these things up, um, and a lot of things are great. Um, But once we were there for a few months, um, to put it lightly... I was a hot mess. Um, It was, again, I was starting over making friends. But if I thought, like, making friends as an adult was hard, like, try adding, like, adult and kids um, that are young and needy and a new church where, like, at least with iLife, like, Jonathan kind of, like, I made friends through Jonathan. Like, this time we were in a totally new church where, like, neither one of us had friends and we had small kids. And I was a mess emotionally. Um, and people didn't know that I was really awesome at leading a small group and organizing spreadsheets, okay? Like, I couldn't hide behind my acts of service. So instead, I hid in the bathroom, literally. It's like I forgot how to talk to people. So I would hide in the bathroom until the service would start, and then I would run and sit in the back um, so I wouldn't have to engage with them. Because what if they saw that I was a mess or that I cried in front of them, or I overwhelmed them with my desperation to be like, please be my friend. I was so embarrassed. Um, And if I wasn't hiding in the bathroom, I was hiding at the gym. I would run until I could not feel any of the feelings anymore, until I couldn't be sad, I couldn't be angry. I was just so either endorphin high from running or exhausted from running. I was in great physical shape. Emotionally hot mess. Physically, I might even be able to keep up with Fred. That's not even close to true. Uh, and because my life felt like it was in survival mode, I caught up on every season of Survivor. Um, and I applied three times, still waiting for Jeff to call. Uh, but I would imagine what my, I would like play this imaginary game where like I could escape my terrible reality of life, of loneliness, and I was on this island, and I was like, well, this, they're making dumb moves. This is what I would do, and I would get so caught up in the games, I wouldn't have to be in my life. Um, but God so happened to have me in this Bible study in Memphis. I was, um, on the book of Revelation. And one week the lecturer pointed out, I think it's in chapter 12, about how the woman, there's, you know, there's a lot happening in Revelation if you've ever read it, but there's a woman and she flees to the wilderness. Um, and it says that this is the place that God had prepared for her protection. The wilderness was her protection. In Hosea, God told the woman who would draw her into the desert to speak tenderly to her. This was crazy to me. I was like, what do you mean? What, what, what are you saying, God? I feel like I'm in a wilderness. I'm in a desert season. I don't know which way is up. How are you using this for my protection? What do you want to speak tenderly to me? And so in these rare quiet moments when I wasn't trying to stuff my feelings with running or busyness or food or entertainment, I heard him say, you don't have to fear the loneliness. I am with you always. You can press into me. You can trust me. I told Anna I wouldn't cry, and here I am. It's okay to cry. I'm learning this. Being known is worth the risk. You are secure in me. And that was so sweet because I was terrified of the loneliness, what was underneath of it. But if people knew I'm a mess and I cry. So long story short, here I am trying to trust God and press into him and not waste these seasons of loneliness. I see how God has provided for me more than I ever realized. I'm trying to take risks and not hide. 
and I can't hide even if I want to because I have people that will literally hunt me down, show up at my house multiple times a day, and not let me hide even when I want to. I don't like the uncomfortable, but I'm thankful for God's faithfulness. I'm Amber, and that's part of my story.